Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. The purpose of this show is to inspire and equip you to reach your potential, maximize your impact, and live a great life while you make the world a better place. Freedom isn't man's invention, it was created by God. Together, we will explore the biblical principles, essential disciplines, and winning habits that help once average people lead the life they want instead of accepting the life they were given. My name is Kevin Tinter, and I am your host. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. I am joined once again by my lovely bride, Becca. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here, Kev. Thanks for having me today. And once again, she may or may not be clothed in our basement private uh, you're never going to get to studio. live stream these ever <laughs> i am fully closed for the record very good very good no one else cares absolutely but hey we have a healthy marriage and we want to keep it that way right That's right awesome yeah. all right well today we're going to continue talking about what we talked about recently on the theme of thriving financially and mm-hmm. uh last episode or uh, we recently talked about our financial stupid tax, which was our timeshare. Uh, but today we're going to talk about something that we have implemented or kind of just improved upon uh, to help our kids develop a healthier relationship and appreciation for money. Um, as our income has grown and um, we, our kids have gone from being on the shoestring budget that we used to be on, literally, we lived off of hand-me-downs for our first three kids, literally like Carson, we hard, hardly had to buy any clothes for our oldest son and um, passed most of that stuff on for probably their first five years until they really started actually wearing out clothing. Yeah. Little boys go through jeans a lot when they're, you know, pre toddler, preschool and early elementary and tennis shoes. Yep. Lots of holes in the knees and yeah. But other than that, shoes. like literally we had so many hand-me-downs and we passed those on Um, but we have played with some different techniques and recently, especially with our, specifically with our older two kids who attend a private school. So there's a uniform requirement, um, which actually they have a tremendous amount of flexibility with. Um, and, but the nice thing is it eliminates their need for a ton of traditional street clothes. Um, but basically what we did was we said, we're going to give you a, clothing budget. And this clothing budget covers your shoes. It covers your uniform uh, items. It covers your clothing, covers your socks, your underwear, uh, your sports cleats, your basketball shoes, all this kind of stuff. And we, we have enough records that we could go back and look at kind of what we spend um, and give them a reasonable amount, basically what we were previously spending, but give them the discretion to say, listen, if you want to buy $250 basketball shoes that last one season, you have the freedom to do that. Um, and if you want to spend $50 on name brand socks instead of, you know, $15 on fruit of the loom socks where the quality may or may not be that different, mm-hmm. um, you get to choose, uh, you know, how you spend your money. Uh, Beck, how's it going? Well, I mean, I would say it's going really well in that they're already failing a little bit, which is what we're looking for. Um, Like with most things with parenting, our goal is to help them make child mistakes or young teenager mistakes when they're at home and they have some help. 
Um, so one of the biggest things was obviously helping them get their own checking accounts with a debit card. Um, we had tried it a different way where we were just tracking it in our budget and it was messy and complicated. So this way it's cleaner. Um, we're using a check register, which um, most kids nowadays wouldn't even be familiar with, but just to help them track their portion that is related to their clothing. Um, and it's been painful with one kid, easier with the other, but the lessons are still there because what I'm seeing is a lot of discernment now. So they still want some nice things and they're shopping for it. They're saving for it. They're saying no to it if they don't have it for the most part. And um, they're finding ways to save money on things that you know aren't as important to them or they're willing to acquiesce. Um, and get some less expensive, like Carson's got his first job now. So he works at a car wash and he gets filthy. And his first day of work, what was he wearing? A brand new Nike t-shirt. Brand new Nike shorts, Nike socks, yeah, and a pair of his tennis shoes. And those were things he bought with his own clothing budget. And he didn't check to see what he should wear. And he happened to have to clean out the pit, which, you know, he came home covered in grime from head to toe. We were able to steam treat it and kind of get the clothes clean and he learned his lesson and now he has a t-shirt to wear for work. But, um, yep, he's gone to one pair of shorts or pants that he can recycle through. And he's finally embraced some old socks that you had that he thought he was too good for yep. to wear for football. And, and they're actually work. brand new socks that I just, not his style. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. He chooses to wear those for work and for football practice. Cause he kept putting holes in the other ones for football. And he was realizing if he was spending money on Nike socks to go, run around on the turf outside at 6 a.m. that no one was looking at his socks. And so it's just been some good conversation about wise shopping and decision-making. Um, so it's been fun to some degree, even though it's a tedious process. And then one of our kids is already almost out of money again. <laughs> so, yeah. And one of the other things that the reasons that we wanted to implement this is, you know, our kids have the ability to be responsible for their own things, uh, but parents blink if you're like us and your kids lose their water bottle, they use, lose their lunchbox, they lose their sweatshirt. I mean, yep. we have kids that lose ridiculous numbers of sweatshirts. So now what we have done is we have transferred responsibility completely mm-hmm. to our children. Yep. And they can have one sweatshirt that they like. If they lose it, they're going to be a little bit chilly. Um, potentially, yes, occasionally it does get chilly here in Phoenix. Actually, it gets chilly inside because they tend to blast the air conditioning so much. Um, or, um, you know, they can have multiple, but basically the wonderful thing for us as parents is, you know, we're here to support our kids and train them. Like Becca said, they're failing. We want our kids to fail as kids. We want them to make kid mistakes, not adult mistakes, but to learn and understand the value of money. And that, um, even though culture shows us that everyone's wearing high end designer clothes all the time, if you want that, it's, it's okay, but you're going to have to work towards having the income that can support that because the reality is the vast majority of Americans cannot afford to live at that level. But once again, as a parent, instead of harping and you know, berating your child, oh my gosh, you lost your sweatshirt. It's like, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And you just leave it at that. Um, or maybe it's, that's a bummer. Would you like me to help you buy a new one? Right. And when they have to buy a new one, they're buying it with their money, not with our money. I mean, technically it's money that we gave them, but, um, it, it just takes a lot of that. They're also like right now learning to, they have to be prepared for things. So what happened is we implemented this a few months ago and then right away they had to order school clothes because, uh, the company that our school uses is very tedious. It takes a long time for school clothes to come in. And even though, you know, we were on summer break, it's only an eight week break. And so it was like, Hey, 
you're going to be ordering your school clothes early June um, for going back to school in August. And so it's not like you can wait until, you know, July 30th to order something for school. And so they had to spend a lot of money up front. Carson's playing football. He had to have clothes for camp and cleats and things like that, that, um, you know, it came up quickly for these boys. And so they have had to really make these hard decisions without having, you know, six months of savings already built up where it would be an easier decision-making process. And, you know, as Dave Ramsey says, we're trying to teach them not to have more month, more month left over than they have money. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are small lessons right now. They're not juggling, you know, paying electric bills and, um, you know, all the things that will go into being homeowners and all those responsibilities that's coming in the next year or two or a couple years, um, maybe early twenties, but right now managing their clothing budget's a big deal because, you know, even with having a job, Carson's going through cash quickly, um, even with just eating out and fast food and things. And, uh, Austin, our middle son is, uh, yeah, he likes his bougie stuff and he's not, uh, one to scrimp and save. And he goes through his cash very quickly. Now, Dylan, um, he's our tightwad, as we like to say, he follows closely in Kevin's footsteps. So he saves a lot of money, hasn't spent almost any. And so for him, it might be the releasing of money that will be harder for him. So yeah. you realize on either spectrum, you know, it's a challenge for people. Some people hold on to money too tightly. Some let go of it too easily. And really it's finding that healthy balance because we believe money is neutral. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be good or evil. It's what you do with it and how you feel about it. Um, and really it reflects more of really who you are. Yeah. And then um, with our daughter, Evie, who turns five um, in just a couple of weeks here, um, her brothers have been actually giving her change and small amounts of money over the last couple of months. When she when she helps them do stuff, like sometimes she'll help them vacuum or um, help them unload the dishwasher. And Basically they're like finding that. ways for her, their little sister to do their chores, but yeah, but they're also paying um, her. But good. what we, what I realize is like, she's at the age where like yeah. our kids had full blown chores at her age. So um, we, I've started paying her a simple commission of just $4. Um, and for us, the way that we train our kids is we give them spending money, give money and save money. Cause we want to teach kids at a young age to tithe Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't focus on the 10% at the young age more at the young, at this young age, it's just about building the discipline of giving because it was funny, um, it, you know, for a church that we've been attending, they encourage the kids to bring money in. So a couple of weeks ago, he was like, Oh, can I have, you know, money to, to leave a church? And we gave her a dollar. Um, and then now that she's earning $4 a week, uh, and I paid her yesterday and I said, this is your saving. This is your spending money. So you can spend this. And, you know, typically our kids, uh, they like to spend it on candy cause they don't get a lot. So, um, and, and then this is your saving money and that's just saving for something in the future. And then this is your give money. So they go, Oh, I don't want to give. Mm, and I it, didn't know it, she so said that. yeah, now oh. that it was her money, Interesting. the perspective changed. Yeah. And this is why it's so important to build this muscle in our kids at a young age. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we've always done and said, you're going to give. Um, we actually don't dictate that our kids give to church. Um, we've taken our kids in different um, missions trips. We've done things and we built homes in Ensenada, Mexico. We did stuff in uh, Africa. Uh, we have some family friends that are missionaries. Um, we allow our kids to give where they want. 
Um, we do believe that there is... As long as it's legitimate. There's, yeah, there's exactly. no giving to the human fund. Exactly. The George Costanza human fund yeah. does not exist. We're too smart for that. Um, but I love that, actually, because each of our kids are passionate about different things, right? Yep. Do you remember what they're all yeah, giving I, towards? I do. I mean, um, Carson tends to give it to uh, Hearts of Fire, which is the, uh, the ministry that we went to In Africa Kenya. with. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan frequently gives it to the Stormont family. I love that. So our um, first nanny ever. Yeah, or Tanya. one of our first nannies yeah. um, who did some ministry in the Dominican. Yep. They're back, and I yep. can't quite keep track them. of everything that they do. Um, and then Austin, actually, Austin frequently gives to Hands of Hope. Yes, he does. Um, and so that is the pregnancy resource center that we talk about quite a bit that's down in Tucson. So um, I kind of present some of the options to our kids, and, and they pick whatever their heartstrings kind of whatever pulls at their heartstrings. Um, but just teaching our kids at a young age. Um, and this is the other thing is have your kids do chores at a young age. Like now mm-hmm. Evie, like as a chore, she's making her bed. Um, and sometimes I'll help her, but she has a queen bed. Uh, the reason we did a queen bad just for everyone to know is we have a lot of guests and so we want our guests to be able yes. to stay in a full size. Otherwise, Otherwise she'd be sleeping in a you know, small like bed. A, yeah. A twin or uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but she has a queen bed. She makes it by herself most days of the week. Um, and uh, you should see the pride on her face mm. when she just gets it done. And I encourage you parents, yeah. you know, have your kids make their own bed. Now our older two, we're kind of at a spot where we're following the Kenneth Wilgus feeding mm-hmm. the mouth that bites you. It's a tricky book, phenomenal book. Yeah. Um, we've kind of told our kids, Hey, um, your room is up to you. It has to stay we're emancipating in there. that area of their life. Exactly. We have other things to battle. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we taught them how to make a bed. Um, Evie is starting to help with dishes on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, just doing some chores. And I know people whose teenagers actually don't help out around the house or do, you know, the parents are still making their lunches. And, hey, if you like to make your kids lunches because it's a form of showing love, that's one thing. I mean, as a mom, I do understand sort of that nurturing, caretaking. But what we've seen, too, is it's amazing how many kids are going to be graduating high school, not having been taught how to do their own laundry, not having learned how to do household chores, not being able to feed themselves. And I do think that's a disservice. Um, you know, I was really grateful that we got married young yeah. and you came in knowing how to do a lot of things as a young man that um, I don't think a lot of other husbands, I remember joking, you know, other women joking with me that their husbands didn't know how to use the washing machine. And once I learned how to do laundry, I was like, I'm not sure where the confusion is. There's two holes and it's got directions on it. And you put a little liquid in and you push a few buttons, but um, you know, you came in knowing how to iron and sew a button and just simple household things that meant you could take care of yourself and we could be true partners. And, uh, and that, I just had a lot of respect for that. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the fact all the time that our goal is to raise uh, successful adults, not happy kids. And for us, success is not defined as like they're going to be rich per se. Uh, successful is they're living in their gifts. They're generous Contributing. They're contributing to society. They're making the world a better place. Now we have a long way to go on this though. We do. We do. And, and of course we want our kids to have joyful experiences. Um, We want them to be happy, but we do not parent so that we have happy kids all the time. That is a recipe for spoiled brats. Yeah. Um, and, And then 
I guess, you know, as, as we kind of wrap things up, my encouragement to parents is it's just amazing how, you know, we're teaching our kids some basic skills. We're creating this awareness. Even the other simple thing of like sales tax. Um, you know, we live in Arizona. We have a 7 to 8% sales tax, uh, depending on what city you're shopping in. And just that like fact of life, mm-hmm. how that is impacting our kids as they see they have X amount of dollars, they purchase something and they think, oh, $149 means 149 No, it means like 152 or or 162 or something like that. Yeah. And just having that lesson. So um, thank you, babe, for partnering. And you know what? One other thing is to just be willing to be flexible. Um, we've tried some other things in the past. It didn't work. We kind of had to back away from it. And then we kind of came up with this and decided to implement this a few months ago. And this is a much better iteration. Uh, we're seeing much better results. Um, it's a little bit easier. Uh, I will ask if anyone has advice for a debit card, a youth debit card that allows you to kind of earmark money for different categories. Um, we looked at green light. I started the application process, but do not love the idea of supporting a company that when I'm filling out an application for a kid's debit card asks me, which pronouns are they using? Um, if they're born a boy, it's he, him. If they're born a girl, it's she, her. So, um, if anyone else has something like green light that they can recommend, please let us know. I do not want to have to support a company like that, but uh, my hands might be tied at least uh, until I find something else. But if you know of something, please let us know. Yeah. Beck, thanks for being my partner in raising our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? The truth is some of our kids might not get it right out of the gate. Yeah, you know, we, I was going to say some kids, they'll take to this quickly. Some kids are excited to be growing up and they want all of the, the responsibility. Some want the privileges and not the responsibility and yeah. some just maybe, you know, um, just have a difficult time navigating a lot of decision-making. And we have a child like that as well. And I have to tell you, it's very tedious to shop with this child to help them make decisions. I just want to pull my hair out. It's way more work than it would be if I just went in and bought things and made decisions on my own. Um, but I know that we have to transfer these skills and we only have a couple of years to do that. And so, I'm patiently encouraging and this, you know, all of these kids to come and to really be part of this process. Um, but they're also different. And I think you'll find that in your own families as well. You know, some are going to take to this easily. Some are going to love it because they love spending money, but they're not going to be responsible. And some are going to struggle, you know, just to go through the responsibility of tracking the money. It's not going to be what they want to do, but uh, at least teaching them means we're, we're doing our best to transfer that skill and to emancipate them in some of these areas as they're starting to become adults. Yeah. And I guess the, the other thing that's really important to consider is if you as a parent are trying to teach these principles to your kids and you are not living Mm. them out loud in your life, yeah, that's good. Then stop. Yeah. Like get yourself on the right track financially, right? Live within your means first because your kids will, uh, they're going to catch a lot more by, you know, what you do and demonstrate than just by what you try to force them to do. Yeah, that's great because actually our kids have regularly, a few of them said, oh, can't, can't I just borrow it until I get paid again? Or right. And we're really saying, you know, we don't, we don't tolerate debt. 
Um, it's not a good practice. You know, we're not going to encourage it. We're not going to promote it in the way that we raise you. Um, because outside of our home, we don't have any other debt. And we just know that the minute they get into that, it's a slippery slope. Uh, well, they'll just keep borrowing from their future and not actually living within their means. And that's really high. I mean, wealth building is living within your means is where it starts. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and even so. just within a couple of our kids recently, one loaned some money to another. Um, and, uh, he was trying to get paid and the one that borrowed the money was actually counting on his commission to be able to pay that. So he was basically, you know, essentially using credit. Yep. And um, when the son who was the loaner came to me, I was like, you, I don't recommend you loan money to people. It's like, unless, unless you're willing to give it up, it is not wise to loan. And I basically said, it's really not wise to loan to this one particular child because yep. this child is down to zero on a regular basis. And it's a good lesson uh, for him to learn at a young age instead of learning it um, a little bit older. And then I guess the other last thing that we'll talk about is just our kids, you know, culture today is just so gaudy. Um, and our kids are looking at name brands that I didn't even know existed uh, when we were kids. And they're looking, I mean, they're, they're trying to figure out if they can pay for, you know, tennis shoes, spending amounts of money that, I have never spent on any type of shoe my entire life. Maybe like a, really a shoe guy. So that's okay. not really, but, but the boys are basketball players and they just, that's the culture and they love. Yeah. I mean, one of them just loves the artistic value of the, or, you know, the artistic side of the shoes, but yes. yeah. But just having this conversation of, Hey, like you're, you make X, right? I make Y, which is a lot. It's an exponential factor of X for you. Yes. And I wouldn't even spend it. I can, right? But I wouldn't spend it. Um, so you you got to understand. That. Yeah, I've had the same conversation. You know, they'll say, "Why don't you buy you know a certain type of purse, or why don't you own a certain type of clothing?" It's like because I don't see the value in it. Right. If I do and I want it, you know, and we have the money for it, then I will get it. But in the meantime, why would I spend money on something that I just don't value that much? Yeah. And, uh, and then there are some things that yeah. we'll spend you know, what some people might think is a ridiculous amount of money to do or to purchase um, because the value is there. But once and again, we've lived lean for a long time to get to have, that point. And once again, you know, my buddy, Chris Conwell, when we were, when I was having a conversation with him recently, you know, he's like, would you, would you, would you make payments to pay for X? Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely not. And, and so it was a great reminder of, we were looking at making payments, something versus chartering. And yeah. um, it was like, no, I wouldn't take out a loan to charter. So why would I take out a loan to buy? Yeah. Um, Again, getting some wisdom, getting you know absolutely. that covering of yep. asking for discernment from people outside of that situation and shout out to Chris. Yeah. yeah. So friends, bottom line is we really want to help you live a life of uncommon freedom in your finances. We want to help you thrive in your finances and we want to raise up this next generation. Um, the bottom line is they're in a tough spot. We are saddling them with um, an insurmountable amount of national debt. Mm-hmm. Um, the least that we can do is equip them to be successful and to thrive financially themselves. Because the reality is what we see is that um, our politics are really a reflection of our society's view on spending. Yes. Um, we have no problems going, you know, into debt up to our eyeballs. 
as individuals and therefore right. we're doing the same thing as a government and it is it literally is destroying this country so we just want to encourage you um if you need help um uh, financial peace university is probably one of the best resources talk to someone you know is living a debt-free or yes. debt-free life yes. get some help with that um and you've got like dave ramsey says you gotta um uh well you gotta be willing to give up the good for the great and then this is a saying that we've repeated many times um Live like no, no one, one else. else. Live like no one else so that someday you can live, live like, like no, no one, one else. else. For us, that meant not having beverages when we went out to eat, um, having one 27-inch tube TV for the first 10 years of our marriage or maybe even longer than that um, when other people were driving you know, two new cars and we had one paid-for cash used car. So uh, thank you for listening in. I hope you got some value out of this, friends, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. Please join me next time as we continue to learn how people are reaching their potential, maximizing their impact, and making the world a better place. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Your five-star reviews are greatly appreciated and help others join the Uncommon Freedom Revolution. Remember to share this with your friends and family if you think they are ready to go from surviving to thriving.